Hi, you're listening to Community Radio. This is 8CCC FM 102.1 in Alice Springs and Tennant Creek. And this is Kitchen Radio, a new show all about seasonal food, what's growing here in your local community and what to do with it in your kitchen. Hi, my name's Rita Catoni and you're listening to 8CCC in Alice Springs on 102.1 FM as well as in Tennant Creek. Uh, I'd like to welcome my co-host this evening, and that's Beck Goodrum. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Beck. Yeah. So we're going to start off, like we do every week, with finding out what's local. You know, what's what's growing locally and what's available locally. Yeah. yeah. Did you visit the community garden this week? I didn't visit the community garden. I thought you might have visited yeah, the yeah, community garden. Week, I've had a busy week, and you've had a, I think, very busy week. But you've also cooked gourmet things, which we'll get to. So you're excused. Um, I didn't visit the community garden and I didn't do the harvest this afternoon. There's another pair of volunteers doing that this afternoon for Food for Alice for the market stall tomorrow. Um, but certainly I know that the, yeah, the leafy greens, the similar story to last week, I guess, not surprisingly, but the leafy greens are certainly um, going full tilt and brassicas going to flower and that sort of usual story. I know Food for Alice has got a, an absolute abundance of lemons still, so I think there's Probably we had the, the first flush of harvest that um, people were bringing in a whole lot of different mis- mixed citrus. And now perhaps there's um, those who've had crops ripening later or perhaps those who are thinking, oh, crikey, it's getting hot. I better, I better prune the rest of the fruit off that tree. So there's, uh, there's buckets and buckets and buckets of lemons. So it's all very well to think, oh, I've had enough lemons. But before you know it, there'll be hardly any around and we'll all be crying. So um, get, your, get your fill. They keep really well in the fridge. I've got a whole stockpile in my... Um, veggie crisper in the bottom of the fridge and they they last just fine especially if they've got a good thick skin yeah um i got some beautiful Maya lemons from food for alice as well as some i think some eureka lemons mm-hmm. and some uh, oranges and some mandarins was that, last week? that was last week yeah i just walked away with a massive bag of citrus and then I went home and I squeezed all the old citrus that I had and put it in a bottle and drank that all week rather than go to the supermarket and buy orange juice. <gasps> you don't buy No, that. but I do have a teenager, so he, he does like orange juice, but I squeezed a whole lot of orange juice and said, I think this is the same thing. That's the second time today, Rita, that I've thought, can you adopt me? <laughs> I want a mum who, when I'm a 16-year-old boy, still squeeze, hand squeezes me orange juice. It was an electric squeezer, so, you know, I do have some sort of mod cons there in the kitchen. <laughs> okay. So speaking of my 16-year-old, we're on a, um, a pescatarian sort of bent at the moment in my house, which is great. You know, I don't normally cook much with meat, but um, we're calling it pescatarian now, which is much the same, but we can occasionally have fish. But I've doing some. I've been doing some great cooking this week. Even I mean, I, I, I know I break sometimes, and can I can I occasionally just boast? Um, and I do like cooking, really. I should say because I like eating. Um, I'm not actually. I, I do like a little bit of sort of affirmation as well. That's okay. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's actually about eating more than yeah. affirmation. Yeah, but you like the affirmation. You get the affirmation from yourself. I assume it would be dangerous if you're expecting your family to give it to you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd be wanting. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I just thought we'd also it'd be nice to sort of talk about what what we've each been cooking each week. And I um, I made a really lovely agadashi tofu the other day, and it's one of my favourite vegetarian dishes. Such a name, God. It is. 
Um, and I'll just explain what it is. It's silken tofu that's sort of cut up into cubes that are about one and a half centimetres each. And you, um, you have to sort of put paper towels around them to get them a little bit dry. And they're tossed in potato flour. I did try a combination of potato and tapioca flour this week, which also worked. Um, and then they're deep fried and you put them in sort of like a, a sauce of dashi and tamari and mirin. On top of that, you put grated white radish and then also some bonito flakes. And that's really yummy. And if you want to make a meal of it, well, then buckwheat noodles also sort of give you a little bit of extra carbs. And have you, when you went to the community garden yesterday, what was the, was there asparagus there? Uh, there really wasn't a lot of asparagus. I know we talked about it when I went hunting. Uh, I wondered whether there might have been people watching these and thinking, oh, is she going to steal that person's asparagus? Because, you know, they're really quite a prized and, uh, you know, a prized piece in the garden, I'd say, or at least I think they are. But I didn't steal anybody's asparagus, but nor did I find much asparagus. Mm-hmm. There were a few um, plots that had... Uh, forms, but really not a lot. And I know we talked about apparently there is someone who's who's you know growing amazing asparagus at the community garden, but I don't want current at the moment. But um, we have put, put a bit of a call out for local uh, asparagus growers, and I know there's quite a lot around. But finding them and finding them who are willing to talk to us is a whole other matter. But um, are we moving on? I think we're moving on to our um, ingredient of the week, which is asparagus, which is what we're, why we're talking about um, asparagus. There's a bit of a drum roll there and asparagus. Um, there's a farm in Catherine at the moment that's growing asparagus and they're harvesting it two times a day. Yeah. And that's, it's, it's, it's yeah. And they could probably harvest more than that. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. I have, um, I've actually never grown it myself. I didn't have the, you know, claim to the responsibility of looking after the corn year round, but I certainly have It is sadly um, when we moved into our house in East Side, there was um, an asparagus sort of corm or crown, yeah. and I did um, get some for a few years, and then something happened, and um, it's gone now. But I, so I think you need to nurture them and look after them. Um, and I <laughs> <laughs> look, I did find uh, an asparagus grower in Alice Springs who um, is growing a lot of asparagus, um, and that's Michael Watts. And um, I had a chat with Michael about his asparagus and he was really lovely and generous and gave up uh, some time to talk to me about his asparagus. And the interesting thing about Michael's asparagus is that it's... Um, anyhow, have a listen and you'll see it's not, just, it's not just that he's recently planted it. It's that he's, um, he's carried around his crowns for quite a few years. Those two crowns there at the back, three which are quite big and you can see the big stalks coming through. Like I harvested those last night, we ate them and there was nothing there. So they've grown this much today. They're so that's about, so it's about, uh, maybe about six about inches. Six yeah. inches, And yeah. they'll grow even more, up to 12 inches in a day and it warms up. They're just kicking in at the moment. So th- I, those crowns are brought over from Myrtle Court. But before that, I reckon those two crowns came from McKinley Street, like 10 years before. So they, they're probably any, we're between 14 and 18 years old. But the crown was so big that I couldn't actually lift it up when I was digging it out at Myrtle Court. So I just chopped it in half. And yeah. is it the two halves there? Yeah, it's two halves there. So, and I thought, oh God, I'm probably, I wonder if that's legit to do that, but it didn't, 
hasn't seemed to stop it. You know? Usually in the beginning of July that they um, start shooting here, but this year it's, it's late. Yeah? So how many uh, spears are you getting a week? Well, we just we just started, so like yesterday I probably harvested about 15. But in um, you know, the next few weeks we'll probably get maybe 50 or 60 a day, 70 a day, maybe half a kilo to a kilo almost, you know. Uh, a day and and how are you cooking it i just we, we don't boil it or anything we just put it into warm oil with a bit of garlic and lemon juice and pepper so you don't steam it even i rarely put it in water because it's so like it's so fresh if i pick one now you can eat it raw you know you don't need to cook it you can hear this little snap you know oh you probably didn't hear that yeah i did hear that yeah oh. obviously it's that's quite different than um, yeah. bought asparagus. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of soft. Yeah. Uh, oh, soft crispy and, crisp. and soft at the mm. same time. Yeah. Got a bit of a pea flavour too. Mmm. Yeah. You've got to harvest them right before these these spears in any way look like they're flowering on the end. Isn't it right? Yeah, well, they want to turn into a fern. That's mm. what, and you're preventing them doing that. Mm. So they can put up another one. And they, mm. Then they put up another one and you keep chopping it. And one day they'll die if you keep doing that forever. It's Quite magical, you know. The little heads sort of poke up, and then within a few days, you've actually got a spear. So yeah. how 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 long do you normally have to wait before you can harvest it? Well, once the head comes through, it seems to like take a few days to get even two or three inches out, and then it just takes off. It grows, like I said, grows six inches mm. or so. Yeah, because it actually doesn't look like much. It looks like sort of like a patch of dirt, actually. And then the, you can you point out all the little asparagus spears which yeah. are sort of like and magically showing their heads. Normally I would have probably covered these a bit more with dirt. Like if I piled dirt up around over the top of these then they would have a lot further to travel before they got to the sun. And that's wh how you get white asparagus. It's just basically the chlorophyll is not kicking in yeah. because there's no sunshine. Have you ever tried to? I've done it but I prefer the green asparagus. I think the white asparagus is a little bit tougher you know. I mean the French peel asparagus you know. But French love white asparagus. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm just lazy. Yeah. It's a lot of things, so we don't always, you know, if we're doing a stir fry or. What about a salad? You put them in a salad? I guess I could, but we tend to. Oh, no, you don't? No. no. Like with a warm vinaigrette, really. Put it into warm oil, hot oil, just for 30 seconds or so, with a bit of garlic, lemon juice. Well, the lemon juice gets added at the end. The oil's not too hot, but it's hot enough to cook it a bit. Yeah? So just to soften it a little yeah, bit, yeah. but not um, salt and pepper. It's just a, we, mm. we do cook it other ways too. When it's fresh, it snaps. When it's not fresh, you have to cut it. Yeah. So even though it's completely fresh out of the garden, you still snap yeah. it to find that point? Yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. you find that point. Whereas when it's not fresh, it's been in the fridge for a day or so, which we try not to do, you do have to cut it because at that point... It softens inside a bit, you know, yeah. whatever it does. Yeah. Do you ever get sick of asparagus? No. It's a diuretic, you know. It does, it can. Too much is no good for you. But it cleans out your kidney. And that's why your, your piss is yellow when you eat asparagus. It's just cleaning you out. But there's a point where if you eat asparagus all the time, you're going to do damage. We tend to eat asparagus for like six or eight weeks, ten weeks during the growing season. We never touch it. We never eat it again. For the rest of the year. Great. Hey, thanks very much, Michael.
we've fixed up our um, our microphone issue. Don't we hoping so? I don't know whether you can hear me now, Rita. But anyway, I think that's heaps better now. We're living and learning. That was a great interview, Rita. Well done. Thank and you. Thanks, Michael. Yeah, I just love seeing that asparagus there, and I can't believe um, Cecilia and Michael can have so much asparagus. Yeah, was it a big patch? Uh, I think it was maybe three by four metres. Yeah, okay. Um, and then Michael said he also had it dotted around the yard as well, so it was just everywhere. And I love that idea of that you're actually ca- he's carrying yes. his crowns around with him from place to place. Yes, yeah, it is a fabulous story. Yeah. And we should all be eating um, local asparagus. It's just worthwhile when you go to buy asparagus. You really should check that it's Australian um, asparagus. Uh, so when you say local, you mean Australian? Australian, but preferably really local. Preferably local, NT, because there, um, th- there is pre-fumigation happening to asparagus from Peru and from Mexico, and we don't want that, do we? No, I could like to minimise my fumigation. I wonder where the asparagus that's being grown in Catherine, um, I wonder where that's being marketed to. We certainly don't see it here in Alice Springs. Well, oh, I don't know. But yeah, uh, like um, the reading I've done says it's actually available in our supermarket. I've just got a little Coles tag here for the asparagus I purchased and it says product of Australia, not necessarily NT. Yes. But you'd think that they would be putting um, NT asparagus Hopefully. on the supermarket shelves in the NT. It might be shipped from Catherine to Brisbane to Adelaide and back Possibly. to Alice Springs. but. Yes, which is why when you, if you have ever tasted fresh local asparagus in the way that Michael described and you heard that, hopefully you could hear that snap on air. If you have ever tried it like that, straight from the garden fresh, it's just an, an incredibly different, I was going to say vegetable. It's possibly not even a vegetable, but whatever. That's, you know, a completely different thing to um, the shop-bought or certainly the tinned or, yeah. or jarred up variety, isn't it? It's actually a lily and it's trying to grow, so it's actually the top part of a lily. Yeah, the funny, isn't it? It is. The fern. The fern, is yeah. A fern, yeah. Yeah, so it's trying to fern, so it keeps putting up its head and it's trying I to know. fern. Yeah, I, I know. know, and we thwart the poor thing by eating it. Yeah, how do you, apart from eating it fresh, which is great, how do you yes. How do you generally cook your asparagus best? Yeah, well, I'm definitely with Michael on that, in that less is, less is definitely better. Um, so probably the, the main ways, I have steamed them, um, but I agree with Michael, it's, it's sort of almost a bit of a waste to put them in water at all or to sort of steam them with water. But generally I would steam them with just a, you know, like a tablespoon or two of water and some oil and, and or butter, garlic, a bit of lemon juice at the end, just very quickly um, to sort of sear them or not even sear them, but just basically warm them a little bit and then um, serve them fresh. I, I actually had dinner with some friends recently and served a bunch of, you know, fresh local asparagus from the Food for Alice stall um, just as an appetizer and we had it with blue cheese and asparagus spears just done like that. They were still sort of quite crispy but warmed up and just delicious. Well, at least I thought so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I only ever steam them. I would never boil an asparagus but I found a lot of recipes where they're advising you to um, put your asparagus in a cold ice bath as soon as you take it out of the yeah. stock and which I um I don't agree with and fortunately Stephanie also doesn't agree with me <laughs> I um she says don't do that because it makes it waterlogged okay yeah I but the, the theory yeah. would be that retains the color is it well no, the idea is to stop it cooking because asparagus okay. is, is quite fragile you want to sort of you don't want to yeah. overcook it so you just want to arrest that cooking yes I do put mine on a little serviette and put it in the freezer just to stop the cooking wow yeah what an incredibly motivated cook you are, Rita. I'm just a, yeah, I, I, I don't think I've ever tried such tactics, but um, straight on the plate and in the mouth. But yes, I think picking asparagus, if you, if you did have your own to pick, or at least when I've had my own to pick, 
or someone else's to pick, I should say. It's definitely sort of one in the mouth, two for the bunch, another one in the mouth, another one for the bunch. A bit like picking mulberries or other sort of, you know, fresh seasonal things. Snow peas are another good example. Yeah. One in the mouth, one in the bag. One in the mouth, one in the bag. So the very, very good, fresh and raw. Yeah. Yeah. The other interesting thing to talk about with asparagus is that idea of the breaking point. Yes. You know, so um, a lot of recipes talk about, you know, you have to, like I've got one here. We've got a nice fresh asparagus and we'll do what Michael did, which was to get that breaking point. Well done. Um, And I've looked. I've lost about a third of the asparagus yeah. in that process. Um, so in my research, well, there's actually some American research that's been done and they say that's a really big waste. Yeah. And that's actually not true because it's actually to do with how much pressure you're putting on it and where your at hands are. At a certain point, yeah. yeah. And okay. that actually you'd be much better off doing what the French do, which is actually peel the bottom and cut less off. So you actually, yeah. um, you know, about 25, you should only lose about 25% of your asparagus. So is that the theory that the skin is where the toughness comes in and the, the inner core is, is more soft and palatable? Is that That's is that why so you would so. peel? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I know certainly, um, again, because I don't like waste and I'm a bit of a, you know, munch, munch, munch in the kitchen. Lucky I'm not a commercial cook. Uh, if I did use the snapping technique like that, then I would certainly just munch down the stems myself. So which, they're not, they're not going did, to waste. Know? It's just a little bit for me and the rest is going into the dinner. Yeah, like I've got a lovely little asparagus tart I you cooked do. here this afternoon. If you do say so yourself. <laughs> it's very pretty. <laughs> and... Um, and I know when I like I had to cut the asparagus so that it all fit in the tart, and I'll talk. I'll give the recipe for that in a minute. But yeah, I just kept eating it as yeah. I as I cut it off. So yeah. you can actually eat a lot of that yeah. that's left behind. Yeah, um, so yummy. Just yeah. eat down until it feels woody and yeah. So there seems to be this uh, correlation in a lot of recipes with asparagus and eggs and butter and yes. cheese and lemon juice, and mm. I think any of those combinations will tend to be a success yes i notice um in in the stephanie alexander book which i consider a bit of a bible and i know you enjoy this cookbook a lot too she doesn't list garlic as something that asparagus goes with um, which i was surprised because i reckon garlic goes with yeah i do too but i know garlic is really strong and asparagus is such a delicate flavor i do think you need to sort of not overdo the garlic yes all right that might be one of my lessons in life how to not overdo the garlic uh, but yes, those list of ingredients are certainly the sorts of things we're talking about. The top two being olive oil and butter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, does she list lemon? Oh, crikey. No, she I says orange. That's very refined. Oh, that's interesting. I, I read something that you lemon. shouldn't put lemon on it at all. That it sort of makes your asparagus go sort yeah. of stringy. But I disagree. I okay. couldn't have asparagus without a little bit of lemon on it. Yeah. I think probably you don't want your sourest lemon at all. But um, cause again, because it's such a strong flavour with the delicate asparagus. But I noticed that um, Stephanie Alexander in the, the Cook's Companion also talks about it um, being described as a stinker. I don't know what even that means, but as far as wine enthusiasts are concerned, apparently oh, it's very hard to pair with the right wine. Yeah, I could imagine that. Yeah, yeah. something fruity. But anyway, I guess there's uh, there's bigger problems in life. But um, Yeah, well, I'll talk about this asparagus uh, tart, which I made this afternoon. So I've just made that with a short crust pastry, which is a, a one to two ratio of flour to butter. Yes. And um, so I, I did a, a blind baking of that, um, which means to say I baked the pastry before I um, put yeah. the filling in it. Do you use weights? 
I do use weights. We're yeah. allowed to di- diverge into yeah. Di- I use into yeah. those topics. Yep. Yeah. So I use com- my weights are little ceramic weights and chickpeas, just uh, because I yep. think why not? Yes. Yeah. And so I always crunch up my baking paper and so that it doesn't sort of cut into the pastry, and then I put my weights in. Um, and then I obviously I prick my pastry and then after it's cooked for a little bit, I take out the weights and I let it dry out and I actually brush it with um, some beaten eggs so I get a seal on that so when you put yeah. the filling in, it doesn't make your pastry doesn't go soggy. soggy. Yep. Then I've just layered lots of, you know, the asparagus. I made it fit because it's a long, thin flan. And then I made a mixture of uh, egg and cheese and a little bit of cream cheese mm. on that. Um, did I say cream? And cream. Yeah, <laughs> no, you didn't, but <laughs> thank you for um, admitting it. Salt and pepper, yeah. <laughs> and, and then I just bake that and it looks mm. really pretty. It does. It and looks, it's delicate. It looks beautiful you know? and it tastes, it tastes beautiful, yeah. Yeah. I, I was yeah thinking about the long flan. It's the sort of ways to use asparagus. You need to use it ideally in a way that you can see that whole long shape because mm. it seems a shame to chop it up into little bits, doesn't it? Yeah, I often feel sad if I've had, had to cut it up to fit in my steamer. I go, yeah. Oh, it's a bit sad to see that long asparagus. Yes. We did do a little bit of research. I don't know if I'm allowed to dive, diverge Always. into this topic now, but um, we did a little bit of research. I went to the shop to buy a tin of asparagus because, well, Rita can talk about it, it being an interesting thing for... Remote workers, is that? Well, yeah, it was remote workers, but also, um, you know, like, I, when I grew up, I didn't eat fresh asparagus, I think, till I was probably 17 or 18. For me, asparagus was this, yes. which is asparagus in a tin, and you would mush it up and put it on toast with salt and pepper, and I, I kind of really liked it, but it's almost like a totally different vegetable. Yeah, it sounds, that sounds quite good, <laughs> what you described there. Um, and it's just a way of preserving. So it's I yes. don't think you can say, like, oh, tinned asparagus is terrible because you can actually go into any of the supermarkets and buy bottled asparagus, tinned asparagus, it's the same thing. Yes. It's just a way of preserving it. But it is almost a different vegetable. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, and, and very mushy. And a great way, really, if, you, if you're out bush and you really need to have some asparagus is tinned asparagus <laughs> on toast. I can't uh, – look, I, I think – I reckon it, it sounds good. I, li- I quite like a bit like the mushy peas on toast thing that um, yeah. that the Goods Cafe does and that I do at home now. Ooh. Delicious. Um, you know, there is a whole – you know, when I was doing the research on recipes, there was a lot of recipes for volovots with asparagus and white sauce, which really has absolutely oh, no yeah. appeal to me whatsoever. I forgot about that. I know, but it is such a 70s, yeah. um, you know, entree or canapes that um, yes. was very popular. Yes, I reckon I quite like that. Not that I would ever sort of make it or whatever, but those – and also you get those asparagus rolls, those little sandwiches. Oh, of course, with the, with the white bread around it's the outside. It's white bread and asparagus and what else? Just I butter or I'm not sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that has absolutely no appeal to me whatsoever. <laughs> but, you know. I'd, I'd eat it quite happily. But, but yeah, it is interesting. And I'm sure, I mean, that would be tinned asparagus. I actually had dinner with somebody or at a, I was at an event on um, Friday night, a function, and I had the person I was next, sitting next to had never eaten asparagus. There was asparagus served with her meal. And she said, oh, asparagus, I've never eaten asparagus. So She's the same age as me. Wow. But, uh, yeah, it was interesting. I guess, who knows? I guess I like vegetables, so um, I, I like to try lots of different types mm. of vegetables and maybe not everybody does. I guess. Mm. I hope you're not listening if you don't like vegetables. Have you ever eaten white asparagus? I think I have. I think I've tried it just to see, you know, how is that different and thought, well, I don't see the point. Yeah, I would 
completely agree with you there. Yeah. yeah. I've tried it in France and thought, well, I really much prefer the green asparagus. I did read that the, the, the French supposedly prefer the white asparagus they or do. it's more highly prized. But yeah, and they do. Um, I think Michael was talking about that, that they actually um, peel off the the ends. And yeah. Um, there's a lot of talk about the like a thin asparagus versus a thick asparagus. Yes. And that in some in some places really thick asparagus is prized. Yes. I've, I've always thought that the thin asparagus is much tastier. Uh, I don't, to be honest, I don't think I've um, made note of the difference, but I, I probably somehow would um, would prefer have a preference for the thick ones. Yeah, something more sort of, you know, uh, wholesome about them. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, um, wha- <laughs> what else? The cooking tips that we that um, you've prepared for us, Rita, are generally the, the most obvious one, not to overcook them. Yeah. Very easy to overcook. It's, it's a funny ingredient to have as a... For a cooking show, because in fact, the the best tip we could give is almost like yeah. don't don't cook it, yeah, or co- really undercook it. Yes, we um we were we were gen- we were talking about that a little bit earlier. Just some of the other things that are sort of seasonal now. Those I guess you c- spring vegetables really aren't they that that uh, either require no cooking or very minimal cooking. And snow peas is the the best example I can think of, but I'm sure there's many others. But as well as asparagus, uh, the sorts of things that you are just as good fresh and raw. Straighten the mouth or very minimal cooking? Well, I think um, we're p- probably heading towards the end of our asparagus session here, Vic. <laughs> you think we've, we've dredged the barrel on asparagus? Yeah. Um, so I've, um, we're going to finish off the show with uh, a song and it's um, actually by Billy Joe Spears. The, the connection here is asparagus spears and Billy Joe Spears. Yes. <laughs> Good researching, um, Rita. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, it's a 1975 hit. It's called Blanket on the Ground, which could be like the blanket, like the white the white bread, you know, asparagus, ah, blanket on the ground. Yes, just, um, they probably have such a name. Just Billy Joe Spears, he's our connection with. Yes. Um, if you have any ideas of what to do with asparagus, please feel free to contact um, either myself or Beck and make sure you like us on Kitchen Radio on, on Facebook. Contact Rita. Yes, Rita at katoni.com.au. So thanks for listening and let's go out with Billy Joe Spears singing Blanket on the Ground.